in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. So welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie Allen, and I'm here with Marin Oslag. And today we're continuing our conversation around fear and our comfort zone. So welcome. It's great to be here. We're excited to follow up from last week's conversation. And I know, Stephanie, you've been, you know, when we talk to you about things that are, you know, we notice in our lives or that are up for us, what ends up happening is both of us end up digesting and 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 chewing on that stuff for the next week. So oftentimes we will want to do a continuation of last week because it brings up more in our own lives. And we have this, as a culture, we have this idea that when you're done with something, you're done with it, right? Like, oh, well, I addressed that. I, yeah, I, I already I, went there. I don't need to I already went that. there. I don't need... <laughs> I don't want to go there again. Please don't make me go there again. Yeah. Which obviously means you're not fully digested it. (laughs) Yes. And that's so key. And, you know, one of the things that is a truth is that when there's, when there's something that's calling us, when we want to move in a certain direction, what ends up happening is everything that is an issue or a challenge for us between us and that thing that we want to achieve will come up so that we grow as people and we evolve as human beings. And there's a stigma attached to all of that stuff. We think, oh my God, here it comes. Oh my, why is everything so hard? Yes. Or, Or you say, you know, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. If things are starting to go really, really great in your life, you're like, okay, this is going too good. When is it going to like stop? And and that's also an undercurrent of fear of, of our past, our past conditioning. I said, what if, what if the shoe never dropped? What if it just kept getting better and better and better and better and better and better and better? Like that is, and, and onward and upward, that is a complete possibility. And there will always be the stuff, quote unquote stuff between you and your intention, your goal, your dream. And, you know, like if you're a leader and you're setting a goal as a team, there will be something, the stuff between you and your team and what you want to accomplish. The way that we approach it, our attitude for all that stuff that comes up is what makes it either difficult or not. So when, when Stephanie is saying it can get better and better and better, it's not that all that stuff goes away. It just is, if I approach it from the point of view of, I know that that is going to be there waiting for me, and it is there to serve a purpose. It is there so that I grow as a person. Now, when I approach it, it's with enthusiasm and it's with 
curiosity and it's with engagement instead of a, oh God, that again, type of attitude. Right. Like in, in our last podcast, I mentioned, I said, you know, when you are outside of your comfort zone, meaning you're no longer in the familiar you're no longer in the familiar playground, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. We don't even have to put a label on it. But when you're outside of that, you've stretched. You're going to meet fear. And fear is the acronym of false evidence appearing real. So often, that is that very thing that's coming up so that you get to digest it. You get to no longer be afraid. Because there's another saying, too. It's like, what you fear will appear. But what we tend to do is go, oh, I'm not going to tell myself I'm afraid of that. I'm going to stuff that over here. I'm just going to ignore that or I'm going to get busy and get going over here. So I don't really look at it. But instead, if we acknowledge it, it actually no longer has power over us. So we say, you know, I'm really afraid of being abandoned or being judged or or stepping out of my comfort zone and failing. I'm really afraid of like screwing up. If we acknowledge that, it's like we get it off our chest, we get it out, and then we open up space to allow help to come in and ideas and possibilities, and it no longer controls us, because that's a key. There are two keys that I want to reiterate because they are so important. One is that in order for us to grow, we have to move out of our comfort zone. You can't grow inside your comfort zone, right? And the second happens at the far point of equilibrium. That's yeah. when growth happens. Exactly. And the second point is that if we approach it from that perspective of the, if I acknowledge it, it doesn't have power over me anymore. That's such a powerful sentence. If I acknowledge it, it no longer has power over me. And that you know, it's like we're we're we are a culture of stuff it. <laughs> we are a culture of stuff it, avoid it, medicate it, do something so that we don't have to feel it. And one of your favorite sayings, which I know is feel it to heal it. Absolutely, or you'll have issues in your tissues. Yes. It's and that's happened. that it is, is that whole thing and that's the acknowledging it. It's taking a moment and acknowledging it instead of just, it's like, go away. I don't want you. It's there. It's a gift for you. And you're telling it to go away. I don't want you. So when you acknowledge it, you start to engage with the gift. Exactly. And even taking in another step, it's like not only engage with the gift of fear, befriend it, mm. make it your friend. It's your personal trainer. It will literally give you some insight about what, what is up. And also I, I tend to think, I always think of children's books, right? And so in, in fantasy children's books, there's always some sort of dragon or troll or something that's guarding a treasure and the character of every story in a, in, you know, in a, in a children's book is like, it has to face the troll or the dragon or that very mm-hmm. thing. And often once you do, the, the doorway opens and the treasure is revealed. Yeah. And it softens. And it's like it, it, that fear can see, seem so much larger and so scary if we don't acknowledge it. Because what we're doing is when we stuff it, we're giving it energy. We're giving it power. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's creating more and more pain, whether it's it can be physical, but it may also be mental and emotional pain, too. 
that is being created. So when we acknowledge it, what we're doing is shining our light in the dark cave. And all of a sudden we realize that that huge shadow that was in there is about the size of an ant. Hmm. And we go, oh, it's an ant. Oh, you little ant. And, and befriended in the way of saying, talk to me, little ant. What is it that, you know, that you're wanting from me? Or what would you say to me as if, as a friend? And my gosh, it can reveal so much, so much. And that is humility. When we talk about being humble, it's like to... To not have this presence that, hey, I got it all figured out. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need anybody. I can take on the world. La, la, la. That is arrogance. That's a big ego. It doesn't mean that you can't have self-confidence and courage. That's not the same thing. But to also go, wow, there are parts within me that I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. and I don't understand. And instead of running away from those parts and covering them up, if we face them with love and kindness, then it can reveal to us a whole new direction or a whole new mine of gold. We talked about that too, mining the gold under the self-pity, like changing that. That was our one of our last po- podcasts, you know? So one of the things as you were talking, one of the things that came up for me was imagine a circle in your brain and there's an X inside, you're actually inside the circle. And outside the circle, there's all these little X's, right? And so the circle is your comfort zone and you're sitting inside your comfort zone and all the X's outside the circle represent things that you want that you don't yet have, whether it's, you know, a new love in your life, a a better job, more peace in your heart, et cetera, et cetera. In order to achieve them, you need to expand your comfort zone, expand who you are. You need to grow as a person. And that circle, the cool thing, there are two things about the circle. One of them is that when you become afraid and you don't exercise that muscle of expanding your comfort zone, your comfort zone actually starts to shrink. And when you were talking about the fears in the closets that start to feel really big, it's because we become more and more afraid of the things that are out there outside our comfort zone in our lives that that are like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do that where we fear ourselves, we doubt ourselves, we talk to ourselves negatively, the whole itty bitty shitty committee, right? It's also the unknown what we're talking to. It's the like unknown. the comfort zone is the familiar that it's already, you already know, you already know that you know. Outside yes. of that circle is the unknown. It's the mystery. So here's the really coolest part about when you start to expand that and work that muscle of accepting the unknown, of embracing the unknown, you know, getting out of that comfort zone and, and actually charging forward with that. The entire circle expands. It doesn't just form a little blip around the one X that we've, you know, like, oh, I, I got that one thing that I wanted. I, I expanded my comfort zone. I worked really hard and good for me. I got that one thing. It expands the entire circle. So all of the stuff that is in all the different places outside the comfort zone, it's now yours. So you have a choice in life of whether you want to allow that that safe space to shrink and start to feel more and more afraid of the things that are outside of your control that are um, unknown to you, or you can build your muscle and 
expand that so that more and more of the world is known to you and you feel more comfortable there and you get used to, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to do it and I'm going to go for it anyway. And I'm going to take my time. I don't need to conquer Mount Everest tomorrow, whatever your Mount Everest is for you. It just is, it's a process. It's a process of constantly acknowledging and expanding and allowing for that, that growth within. I love that. And I, I want to also remind those who are listening too, it's like, it's not about pushing the boundaries beyond. It's, it's being absolutely grateful and, and accepting of where you are right now. And then challenging those parts that you are, where you are feeling fear, where you're feeling uncertain, where, because those are, that's where, those are like the arrows that spirit gives us. It says over here, exit, slide right. (laughs) This is a place where, where the dragon is holding some treasure and to allow yourself to be curious. We've mentioned that one many times in our podcast too, to stay curious and to move towards those little arrow signs to expand your comfort zone. Because here's also what happens. Say you're moving over to one area of, of stretching your comfort zone. Like, like Maren said, this circle expands dimensionally all the way around because everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So you might be thinking you're stepping out of your comfort zone in an area of relationship or an area of learning how to love and accept yourself or in, a, in an area of work that you hadn't thought that was possible before. And it affects everything. It's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your finances. It's going to affect your relationship. It's going to affect it all in a positive way. So you take that attribute and it gets, it gets, you know, it's like spice. It gets flavored in all areas of your life. I love that. That's, and it's, it's not a two-dimensional circle. It's actually a three-dimensional circle. So it does, it's a sphere. It's a sphere that expands in all directions. I also love what you mentioned about the fact that it's not the pushing and striving. So going for it means acknowledging. And we used that word earlier. And so so what does that mean as far as for you, maybe? So let's ask, I'm going to ask you, Stephanie, what does that mean for you? If you have an area in your life, say in your relationship or maybe in your business, that is an unknown for you. Instead of pushing and striving, how do you use acknowledging in order to allow that that expansion of who you are without having to beat yourself up? Well, I think that's the key right there, without having to try to beat yourself up. I think most importantly is to listen inward about what your stories are, what your beliefs about facing that uncomfortable area or that difficult or that challenge, and to challenge those beliefs. Like if you're telling yourself, Hey, I'm going to fail. This is going to suck. This is going to get worse. That's what you've got to challenge. And that's often, you know, that's often the voice of the, of the little dragon or the troll that's guarding the treasure. So that's the most important is going in and listening to that and challenging it. That's the false evidence appearing real. So challenging that voice and changing it. But also, so when I hear that voice and I'm like, okay, so now I realize that there's something that's coming up saying, you can't do that. It's not going to work out. It's going to be a mess. I'm like, ooh, there's some doubt there. There's some doubt and fear. Hmm. Just breathing with it. And, I, and then I would shift and I'd say, okay, two things. 
one, what would my future self, who's already on the other side of this comfort zone, who's already expanded into a whole new, what would she advise me? So that would, I, I call that, I mean, we can call it our future self, but I like to call it my higher self. Like Marin said, it's not just a two-dimensional, it's an actual sphere. It's multidimensional of this circle. So go to another higher, higher place where my fully realized, all lit up, excited self, who's looking back to me in this moment, which I would be in her past. And she's like, been there, done that. I know what you're going through. So there's some love and compassion there. And to be able to make connection with that. So that's the first thing I would do inside. I still may have some struggles. So I may also look outside for other people who I look as mentors, who I go, you know what, this person has challenged the very similar thing that I'm going through right now. You know, and enroll them, ask them for guidance. Like, you know, how did you do that? Now I say this, this could be a real life person that you know, but you can also do this with someone who you don't know, who might have traveled in life and history <laughs> and that you can just tune into them. I love it. I'm gonna, now we're getting more into the esoteric aspect of it, but more in the way of like what if anyone has ever existed on this planet, their electrons still exist, as well as their readings of uh, you know books or information. There's always that you can you can imagine yourself being that person. Like if I don't know whatever that person who has gone through it before me, what would they do in this situation? What advice would they give? So these are lots of both inner and outer practices, but they definitely can help. They can. And I I just want to expand on that imagination piece that we don't, in today's culture, we have lost the magic of imagination and it's starting to come back. And one of the things I think most of our listeners may not realize is that Einstein did what are called imaginal experiments. And most of the work that he did, he did it in his mind. He went inside and tested things internally, meaning not that he took something or whatever. It just is that he went in and did imaginal mind experiments in order to test his theories and discover new ideas and find what works and what doesn't work. And he did that for 90% of what, in order to to, to create the the theories that he came up with. And then there was only 10% of it that he did in the outer world. I love that. Talk about save time and money and have more fun. Absolutely. And yet when someone tells us like Stephanie did, you know, it's like go inside and talk to somebody, connect with Einstein, connect with somebody who who may no longer be on this plane. We think, oh, that's not going to work. We have an immediate judgment about the, the ability for it to actually shift anything in our lives. And yet it's quite possibly the most powerful thing that you could do to shift something in your life, connecting to your own higher self, your own future self, to another being, um, whether they're on the planet or not, but doing it internally of setting aside a few minutes and sitting down with that person and and asking for advice, you know, it's very powerful. 
It's always made me very curious because we know the efficacy of the mind, the power of the mind is like 80%. Mm. We know this. Science has proven this. And yet we still keep looking at what isn't working outside of us and trying to fix it. When, when we have the source all within us. And I think what the answer is, is to actually learn how to do it and to also practice it and to mm-hmm. have fun with it. But I mean, you can't screw up. No, you can. And it, it, it's just, it's extraordinary to me. I said this to someone the other day. I said, isn't it interesting that when someone is ill, we look at all the reasons why they got ill. Like, what did they do wrong? That's mm. to be where we default. And that's a fear. To me, that is very much a fear face. Instead of looking at someone who is, well, either has had the illness and has overcome it or has never gotten the illness, why do we not look at those two types of people and go, I wonder what's different about them? What's different mm-hmm. about their mind? Because I, I don't really think it's all the physical things. We know lots of people. I mean, I'm sure all of you out there listening can think up of a few people who don't quote unquote live the most healthy lives. And yet they have great lives. They're health, they're healthy in their mind and their emotions and in their spirit. And we underestimate that. That's the 80% we're talking about. When we talk about the mind, it's what, what are you imagining? Right. What are you thinking about? What are you telling yourself? And what emotion is most present within you that either you're stuffing or you're overdeveloping? You know, and where's your connection? Do you believe in a friendly universe or an unfriendly universe? So a couple of things about what Stephanie just said. And I think the most important is that it takes practice. It's not something that you can screw up and it does take practice. And I know this because that's really, it's what I experienced. I really thought that I could just be like, oh, well, that works. I'm going to do that. And that works. And it didn't work for me. I I went inside and I was like, I thought I was talking to myself. My my own little itty bitty shitty committee was like, that so did not work. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and it didn't work. And the reason is because just like if I were, so my, you, many of you know, my husband's an archer. If I picked up an archery bow for the first time and went out there and thought that I think that I could like hit the middle of the target, it's not going to happen. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't know how to do it. And yet we understand that for an outer physical activity, we don't give ourselves permission for that inner activity. And for those of you who go, well, what happens if it does work first off? I'll give you my example. The very first time I went surfing, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Not a clue. I just knew I loved it and I wanted to learn it. I went out there and I caught a set wave and took it all the way in. And to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This was easy. Now, it took me probably about another 10 times out there ever again out in the water to even basically stand up on the board again. And I'm like, what happened? And so there is beginner's luck. And what I'm what I'm attributing to the beginner's luck is that I didn't try to figure it out. I just completely surrendered in my heart because I loved it. And it gave me that instant fix of like, oh my gosh, I can surf. And that happens a lot of times. I hear this all the time. I know what you're saying there, Marin, because people say I can't meditate. Right. You know, I can't meditate or I can't go inside. I don't see anything. I don't hear. I'm just talking to myself. 
And sometimes people do go inside and they have this nirvana. They have this like, oh, kind of feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then they can't get it back again. And they think and they th- wrong. think Yeah, they think they've done something wrong. Right. And none of those, none of those things are true. <laughs> yeah, it it's like yeah. we're given the gift of here. This is a taste of it so that you continue your practice so that you really like you with the surfing, you got hooked. You're like, Oh my God, that's what it's like. (laughs) Right. And you had no idea what you were doing. And now you had to go actually learn how to replicate that. So we're given that. And sometimes we don't, we're not given that. And sometimes it's just because I really wanted enough that I go after it anyway. We, but we do, we get those little nuggets where it's like, Oh, thank you. And instead of thinking that we've done something wrong, I really want to break us all of of that habit of, oh, I've done something wrong, so I'm sick, or so I didn't get this, or blah, 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 whatever it is. Okay. Oh, that's so not true. Exactly. So getting to the other side of it, it was like, oh, thank you for that gift, and now I'm going to double down my efforts, or now I'm going to, now I have a clear idea of what I'm headed for, whatever the gift is. Thank them, the universe whoever gave it to you, et cetera, et cetera. And, and keep moving and keep, keep playing with it. Yeah. And let yourself be surprised and delighted. Like I said, right from the very beginning, it's like we tend to be programmed to look around our shoulder, to doubt and to fear of like, when is it going to, this is too good. Life is too good. When is this going to stop? And it's like, it, it, it doesn't have to, you have to reprogram yourself that it can get better and better. And keep open to that possibility. And you can think of it like the sphere that we were talking about of what you're comfortable with, you know, your comfort zone. It's expanded. And that sphere has gotten bigger. And now life is more joyful and more full and more meaningful. And then all of a sudden you have that doubt and that fear and it shrinks a little bit. And you're like, and then there's evidence, right? And you're like, see, I knew it was going to happen. Well, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we want to be right more than we want to actually grow and be open. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's so true for, for many, many aspects of our lives. And it's, it's also true for our comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. So this has been a great conversation. I'd love to hear from, from you all out there listening about what is it that you know you're afraid of inside and can you can you clearly articulate it in a way that gives you a relief of peace because that's really what we're all going for isn't it so i i would love to know you know from you all of what what you do when fear comes up what do you what how do you tackle it i would love to hear that too where where do you get stopped from your own comfort zone and how could you, is there something that, uh, is there a way that you could breathe into that and acknowledge it so that now you get to be in charge instead of it? So that wraps up this week's episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group or in our LinkedIn group, and we'll see you right here next week. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen 
and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time. 